This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the Media Rumble Sessions. Welcome everyone. Uh, this is a topic that's uh, close to Google's heart. We have spent a lot of time this year, last year, and will continue to spend next year thinking about languages and the impact that we can have in growing the languages ecosystem by partnering with small, medium, and large publishers. So this panel hopefully um, will tell you those stories um, and it's a very diverse panel. Uh, we have The Q, which is a very exciting startup. We have Amar Ujala, which has done some extraordinary work in Hindi publishing. Uh, we have ABP Live, uh, available in nine languages, uh, thinking about reader revenue uh, and different revenue models. Very interesting editorial newsroom as well. And then we have Bala from uh, Tamil Nadu, who leads uh, Dinamalar. Uh, and is not yet thinking about subscription, but will hopefully think about subscription in the future. Um, so let me start by um, asking, perhaps for us to just go around the panel and talk about, you know, you know, we've heard this narrative about language users growing, uh, consumption in languages, I mean, Hindi leading the pack, but the West, both in the West, South, and East, you're seeing a completely new, uh, post-geo, post-telecom revolution of language onboarding, right? I'm, I'm assuming you're seeing it across all your products. Can you talk to us about maybe one turning point where you thought that, you know, there's something happening with your language user that is, is really exciting you and making you think about news publishing very differently? Uh, can I start with you? I think for us it's very clear, right? So our print uh, reading behavior versus our digital reading behavior is very different, right? So print is of course typically 35 plus, whereas 67% would be around 18 to 35 on the digital side. And they are hyper-local, right? So versus, I mean, of course, I mean, in my view, vernacular, when we look at it, because they're very strong bonded, even though we are Hindi publishers, right? So, and we have a lot of Hindi content, both from print and non-print. So we also generate content which is in Madhya Pradesh, we also generate content in Rajasthan and all, right? So we see, of course, a lot of these users want hyper-local content, which is not just saying my city. So they actually want my city, my village, my neighborhood eventually, right? So if they're, if you're talking about sports, you would say, I want to cover, yeah, I want my local sports also to be covered. Of course, there's a lot of uh, cost of generating that content, of course, right? So of course, uh, I think uh, whether we want to do it as a, uh, as Amar Ujala, do we want to generate that content or whether you want to generate that content through UCs, that's a different question altogether. But that is one part for sure. Second, what we've uh, now starting to look at is people want uh, content which is suited to their needs, which is more personalized. So we've been experimenting with uh, personalization for some time now. We say, uh, yes, of course, editorial has a very strong viewpoint and think this is what the latest news is. But if something is happening in Lucknow, Probably, and I'm based out of Lucknow, I want to see that news first. So typically that is on the homepage, right? So we've seen that difference. Uh, uh, having said that, I think on, on the quality part, I think uh, I slightly beg to differ. Uh, the digital users have less loyalty towards any, any platform. I, that's whatever serves the content uh, in whatever manner, they'll just go and consume it. And uh, of course, a lot of that is driven by Google, right? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so the loyalty is less, but yes, I mean, there's one set of people, which is a majority of the part. But yes, there's a lot of, con I mean, 
good amount of percentage of users who come back again. So they come every day, they come every day, two times, three times a day. And uh, one interesting part which we've seen, if you look at our print, right? So on a print, our entertainment section would be just this much, which would not be less than more than, not more than 5%. Whereas if you look at digital, the entertainment consumption, the lifestyle consumption, it's way higher, right? So non-news content is also what they're consuming. And apart from text, they're also looking at video content. So, but the yeah. overall pie of what they're consuming is much greater. So yeah. even if the percentage of entertainment is greater, the percentage of news also, I'm assuming, will be greater. Yes, percentage of news would be greater. But uh, what we are seeing is they're not just saying we want only news content now. I want other content and probably I would say entertainment, entertainment for my region also. Eventually, that is where the interesting stuff would be. Uh, subscribers would be very different. I mean, uh, I can put my view on, on that. So when you compare Sorry. it to say three, four years ago, is your base now much larger than what it was? And has it changed in any way? So our base has grown up significantly for sure. I mean, thanks to COVID also and thanks to Geo and the expansion of internet. Uh, I mean, uh, one clear example was our farmers, let's say, or the rural belt, which used to be very small, that has grown significantly. And even their consumption patterns, right? So of course, they want some content which is related to agriculture, farming and everything. But yeah, I mean, of course, because we are generating more content from uh, those areas. Uh, so that is where it's definitely helping in that. Urban, there is, of course, some limit to the growth. But the tier two, tier three villages, that is where the growth is also happening. more. So I'm going to come back to you on that uh, point of generating more journalism via, I think, a stringer network or citizens as well. But Shangmitra, let me ask you, you know, when you've kind of witnessed this expansion of languages, with ABP, as well as when you think about it as an English editor, uh, as as all this is happening, any any thoughts on, you know, the differences a between the English reader, the vernacular reader? Um, are you seeing you know growth that is considerably larger from where how? And do you see also folks like, I mean, most of us are bilingual, if not trilingual, multilingual, right? So do you see an overlap uh, of users consuming perhaps English content as well as, say, Bengali content, Hindi content? Yeah, I'll tell you about that. Uh, as uh, you just mentioned in the beginning, we have uh, eight languages. We have nine entities, but eight languages, and six of them are regional. So. Uh, I am definitely, I can say with very conviction that uh, each language has its own demand, own unique mm -hmm. demand. Each, um, your demography is different, language demography is different. Each uh, state has different sort of, uh, they are coming to our site for different sort of content. For example, say uh, we just launched Tamil and Telugu last year and the the response has been overwhelming. Mm. So we were, we, were, we were new in the market. Still, we got a very good response from our uh, audiences and we, from our readers. I can say that Tamil has a lot of uh, appetite for long-form text stories. But Telugu has opposite. Like, you know, that Telugu would more want, um, Telugu would want videos more. Telugu has a great market for videos. So obviously, there are, we cannot club readers as English or Hindi or any other language, it's, it, 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 is, it, it depends a lot on the demography, on the, uh, on the state, on the kind of uh, news they want to see. 
So um, I can give you a personal example. It's not from my um, uh, professional uh, this thing. My father lives in Jharkhand. He subscribes to three newspapers. He reads three newspapers every day. One is Bengali, one is English, and one is Hindi. Hindi he wants uh, because he wants to know what is happening in his state, what is happening in his areas. And uh, Bangla to stay rooted, stay connected to his language. And English to know the news from the national perspective. So he knows that the Hindi paper, the English paper that though it is being published from Nanchi, won't give the national news in the national mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. So reader, read, it, it all depends on how reader uh, consumes news and how he wants to, con she wants to consume news. Great point. Bala, when you think of, you know, the Tamil reader and, you know, there are lots of uh, readers outside India as well, right, who are, um, you know, the classic diaspora or international reader of India. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the growth of the language reader, you know, locally for your language audience as well as for the international audience? Yeah, sure. So it's a great pleasure to be here. Uh, to start with, uh, we saw, to answer to your initial foremost question, to uh, the time when we saw the shift was probably some seven, eight days before when people started consuming more content on mobile. Mm -hmm. So we were uh, one of the, uh, we are hardcore uh, content driven uh, publication where uh, we produce close to 80% of our content through our own uh, editorial team. So we, do, we are not dependent on any other third party uh, content uh, aggregators. So the shift we saw is a uh, lot of things were happening on mobile. That's when uh, we went uh, deeper and went hyper-local. Uh, for example, we produce, we have around 34 districts in uh, Tamil Nadu where uh, at, at the scale of newspaper, if I say, uh, we produce four pages of supplement for each and every district. And uh, close to 70% of our content goes on uh, print, which means there is another 30% that comes exclusively for digital alone. So, so that's uh, when we saw the shift and uh, that's one of the reasons why we were able to retain our market leading position. And any thoughts about international readers, Bala? Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. So that's actually one of the core audience. Uh, if you look at, uh, we, uh, we have close to 45% of the audience are NRIs. So we have people across everywhere, which also states that Tamilians are spread across the world. Uh, maybe, maybe a place like Japan, we may have a small number, but we get a consistent regular audience coming and reading the content. So what we did, we also pro launched a section called uh, uh, a hyper-local content for the NRIs, mm. where uh, we give content for the respective countries, for the respective cities. Uh, for people from US, they, they will have their own content. And uh, we also publish, the readers are the uh, articles or, or information or some kind of a gathering for, for example, for this uh, Navaratri, a Diwali festival, or even a celebration of New Year. We also publish those kind of, uh, we get more personalized. Getting more personalized without it is very, very important. For them to stay connected with us, apart from consuming their state content. The point that you were making about, you know, your father feeling 
you know this connection to his language his neighborhood as well as wanting that national um, perspective perspective i think even if the media has changed i think those first principles are seemingly uh, common across media right even in all the new media let me come back to that uh, point of you know if we go so deeply local in vernacular languages and you know how does the how does it change the way we think about news gathering or content creation like i i'd love to get this panel's thoughts and challenges of the same as well right because something like hindi you know you're thinking of 10 11 states you're thinking of very very large coverage right almost 300 plus districts of this country are hindi speaking so when you think of newsroom coverage it's like a phenomenal operation how do you think about that <laughs> so uh, i think there are two parts to it right when we look at uh, anything like uh, any digital domain right so probably one is news the other one is non news non news i think is relatively simpler right so i as a person i strongly believe in mugc where i call moderated ugc right so which means we cannot create all the content ourselves and if we start creating all that content the roi is not going to come right eventually because irrespective we create content and we monetize through ads right so that's a bigger chunk of the revenue but having said that i mean if i come to news i mean a lot of people a lot of people want to create news they want their news to be published but the choking point is at a moderation level because one small thing which goes wrong it can actually hamper your entire uh, reputation the everything goes haywire right so for us that is a choke point right and we've tried some some time back we had tried it out uh, but i think it's it's a different i think this is almost 5 years back where we had tried citizen journalism um, it had its own challenges right so uh, i don't think it is a show stopper and i i think we would invest more in that area again uh, probably news or non news both uh i mean having i mean i think bala said that they generate a lot of that news themselves we have both right so we have both people who are there on the payroll we have uh, a stringent network a decent stringent network but everything gets moderated very closely at a minutest level on the news domain on the non news domain is where we are seeing a lot of other content which can be consumed even at a hyper local level so for example if i were to say uh, local sports right we don't need a journalist to cover local sports right there's a lot of content which sure. can be consumed created at that level and there can be an auto moderation at some bits of semi moderation which can be done and it can be consumed in that manner so that that's my take sure. i mean no i think it's a great point about which that uh, is being made about beats and you know sangmitra i'd like love your thoughts as well how some lend itself to more secular content creation or journalism principles as against some very core sort of news or current affairs beats right uh, any thoughts when you again think about languages um and storytelling where you feel that the abp has employed perhaps different methods for different kinds of beats or um the the, the differences that you talked about earlier not really when we are reporting news we are only reporting news there is no views or there is no particular side to it so i don't think the the uh, the principles of news reporting changes with audience that remains the same. what we are what you are trying to serve the what kind of news you are kind what you are trying to serve may 
is is the decision lies there like you know we decide whether this news is to be served or not that that is the, that is the decision that is taken at the editorial level but we don't curate news according to what this particular uh, community might be thinking or uh, might want to uh, hear okay so let me go back to i think asking one question about your sort of perfect um, user, and then we'll talk a little bit about trust. So, if you had to define your ideal Q user, right, or ideal Q reader, who is that person? Can can I just go across the panel, like like a fan of your brand? I already told our uh, super engaging group, and our core group is eighteen to thirteen four. Mm. Uh, actually, uh, somebody called millennials or. Uh, next gen always uh, but uh, which means we comparatively addressing the younger audience but at the same time uh, comparing the other vernacular media Kerala uh, is the state of lot of uh, media literacy that's why we try to expand our audience age range and other side the age uh, we fully focused on a curated content and curated audience. The, our content is fully focused in the, uh, there is no conventional model storytelling. We curated stories with a new model or new video narrative. That's why we got the audience with the political insight and the audience with the uh, progressive mindset. That's why we curated that type of story repeatedly. Okay. So our core audience, I think there are two major parts, right? So one is people who are coming on a daily basis and typically are brand lover, right? So they come close to around 30 to 45 times a month, mm -hmm. right? So we see them coming every day, two times a day. And there we see two sets of people, people who are coming, consuming news, primarily only news and some bits of other content. And there's one interesting set where people come and uh, consume astrology. Mm -hmm astrology spirituality right so they come uh, again every day of course that is also driven by notifications and everything but they come every day irrespective and they will consume that and they will consume the other news as well um, having said that so i think this is one area which we are also saying uh, now these are coming on a daily basis are there one set of people who want to pay right that is one and uh, are there other audiences core audiences that we can get them on board with us uh, which is probably on a daily basis, they want to consume apart from news, either some other content that they want to consume or we how do we increase these audiences as well. So by different hooks that we are what we are trying to increase that audience as well. But these are I think two very big audiences which come to us on a regular basis. Hello. So one of the uh, uh, major uh, uh, point for us is uh, we we don't write uh, we don't just give the news as news uh, we build a lot of views around us that's one of their core strength core area uh, to an extent uh, if you see for a digital news few years back for one particular article there is a lot of emotions around that article where we got more than 2000 comments mm. For that one particular article, the 2000 comment we got probably what in. What was it about? Uh, it was an harassment incident happened in Coimbatore for our kids. Mm. So we were all, 
so like how emotional we were we were able to see those kind of emotion in front, in our audience also so so where the we we can say certain our face in certain kind of an audience when when we go through the comments where uh, we would able to see that's one of our core area okay um sangamitra is is crime uh, an area where you see lot of readership of course mm. crime is crime always sells any crime news <laughs> sells so and with it, then it doesn't also depend on the on where it is coming from it can be from tamil nadu it can be from kerala it can be from uh, northeast if a crime is uh, like you know if it uh, it is interesting enough it will it will have readers from all over the country and abroad so you know i want to kind of go go back to this point about um, you know the the reader who um, reads or or listens in different languages right and and one of the things you know we are doing this uh, continuing research with kantar and one of the things that's coming up is in um, areas where people speak more than uh, two languages like in the west because there's gujarati marathi and hindi um, there's opportunity for great user growth right so are you seeing again those kinds of trends in uh, let me start with you perhaps angmitra where you see that there is this digital opportunity either via app notification or some sort of insights like what you're talking about where a user might consume in more than um, one languages and if so are you building actively to grow that segment uh see that there is an opportunity there but i am not very sure like for example a a, a bengali reader might want to read the same news in english also for for a maybe but it won't be for the same news but it will it will be for the same uh, for a different perspective sure. so uh, i mean if you see our app we have the, the same app has same news in all languages you can you, you can use all our eight languages we can you can see news in all our eight languages so that is one thing which uh, we have done already but we have we are, we have some plans but it's not in uh, sure, place yet sure. no i was just curious because you know i this recent release of ponian selvan and it's come in six six languages five or six languages right and and basically yeah basically they are going after a pan india audience though the original production Uh, was in tamil and it is i think after a long time a very very big hit right and i i can see this happening in the ott space more and more and i wondered if you know in journalism we were thinking of that collectively in terms of saying you know you've done this great piece of journalism can it be now available across languages definitely we are all be already doing that because say uh, say for example we have tamil uh, side abp nadu we have abp desam which is uh, telugu we are uh, converting the content into english and pub- publishing it it's, it's we have already we have we have a full fledged team for that to uh, to translate content from abp nadu and uh, desam and also marathi and uh, um, and gujarati is punjabi also bangla also so we are con- we have been continuously doing this uh, whenever there is a big break coming in we ha- we have the uh, we have people on the ground reporting it that's a, that's an advantage for us 
for all the languages that we have. That if something is breaking in Gujarat, we have the news already. So why won't we use it for yeah. other languages? Yeah. So I think that's also become, you know, a very exciting focus within Google of saying how can we, uh, whether it's headlines or whether it's core one single language content, how can we create more readership for that content via AI? So I was just curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, I think we'll have to open up to audience questions. Um, yes, please. Hi. Uh, uh, one thing I felt was missing from the discussion was uh, business models, especially around digital uh, shops. So I'd love to hear uh, the panelists as well as your perspective as Google because in the past, uh, uh, I, I haven't studied it deeply, but Google has been criticized that it, uh, you know, uh, collates information from various sources, which uh, doesn't, uh, you know, fairly reward the news organizations, which actually put an effort to collect the news. So would love to hear both your and the other panelists. Because okay, so sure. as far as I know, most digital shops are really struggling in spite of doing good journalism. Okay, so I think these are, uh, some sweeping statements, right? So I think number one, you know, Google does not, I mean, I hear I talk about search, right? It does not host any of the content. It is uh, a search experience where someone comes in, asks a question, and Google provides an answer, right? Uh, there are no ads placed in that page or there's no monetization that happens. User clicks on that and they go to the site, right, of, of the publisher. So I think that's number one to kind of understand this, uh, what is the role that a browser or a search engine play, pays, uh, plays in this uh, entire funnel. Um, in terms of you know, business models, uh, what I've seen on the publishing side, when I was in publishing, it's still um, predominantly digital advertising driven, uh, at least for the larger publishers, right? The minute you have more than an audience of 10 million, um, there's a very viable digital advertising model uh, for, a, for a small newsroom to be sustainable. And uh, whereas when you think of very focused digital businesses, I think subscription um, becomes a very interesting business model for sustainability, uh, as well as contributions, right? Where, um, you know, and, and News Laundry is a great example of having both models where you have contribution as well as subscription. But let me go around the panel talk about? So, I mean, currently we are leveraging two models. Uh, two, uh, one is, of course, uh, ads, right? And then there's a subscription. Subscription can be divided into two, three other parts. Subscription can be on e-paper, subscription where you bundle e-paper with premium content. And plus other uh, reasons why people will come to you. It could be no ads, it could be premium content, it could be talk to an expert, blah, blah. So, right? There can be some additional benefits which a premium user gets. And, which is a, and the third one is a pure standalone premium model. Where you see per article or per day, right, which is like a micro uh, payment model. So that is how it happens. But eventually we have to identify which is the right person who's going to pay, what is the propensity of this person to pay, at what level, and then upscale that person as well. And I'm assuming data plays a big part. Yes, in this. yes. Data plays an extensive part. I mean, see, for any subscriber who wants to pay, I mean, everyone is. Of course, looking for quality, but quality at his personal level, right? So is this uh, content for me, right? So I always quote, Hotstar actually works primarily, and this is my opinion, of course. Uh, Hotstar works extensively because of IPL, right? So the peak you see in IPL, right? So you would have OTTs are a very good example, freemium OTTs. 
So typically 80, 20, 90, 10 models, right? So you would have 80% of the people who are paying, who are consuming content for free or 70% around that range. There's another set of people who are paying and that paid user actually is a far more profitable user than a free user, either ways. Any, any number of ads, any number of times he comes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, I think in the internet, because the inventory is almost infinite, right? The, the cost of the impression is, is lower than, especially in India, because language inventory is, is very, very high. Um, do you want to talk about your current business model? Uh, we have not started the subscription plan yet, but we have on the way. Actually, we are not planning a complete subscription model, and there should be content available for the audience to assess the quality of our platform, uh, how it works. And the public always uh, compare our subscription plans with other magazine that's publishing with us. I already told about the media literacy rate in Kerala. And, and otherly, especially the printed cultural journals have such a prominent space in our area. And we think about the paper article model and we'll work on it. So maybe maybe paper article yeah, paper like article what? Interesting, Bala. Yeah, we uh, we are still on the digital front. We are completely on a premium model where we don't have subscription, but we generate revenue through advertisement. But on the traditional digital front, where we have an e-paper, which we call it as an i-paper because it has some interactive elements where a lot of stuffs are uh, built around it. Uh, which is on a subscription model. Uh, we have a decent, uh, we have close to 20,000 subscribers to it. And uh, converting from a premium model to a, to a subscription model, it's still work in progress. We are really excited to get to know. And one of the question, we being a uh, content-centric publication, uh, we also want to take it up as a challenge, probably in a due course. Very shortly, we may explore those options. Much actually, I don't have much to say on this. It's just that we are, we do plan to have subscriptions, but it's still on the drawing table right now. So uh, I, it won't be right for me to say, say anything right now. But subscription is the way to go, definitely for all uh, publishers right now. They should think of subscriptions in the future. Yes, please. I have two questions. So the first question is that. Uh, uh, one of the biggest issues I see with vernacular media, as also pointed out by one of the panelists, is that uh, people who consume uh, vernacular media often don't find the pages which mention national news or international news to be that good, qualitatively. As she mentioned that her father gets three newspapers. And uh, so my question is that in the current scenario where most of the vernacular media, they rely on uh, syndicalized uh, the news agencies for national news or international news like ANI, will there be a future where they will do uh, actual on-the-ground reporting, like for example a Tamil newspaper doing on-the-ground reporting in Kashmir for say. And my second news is about monetization because many of the panelists also spoke about that they are having some sort of monetization plan regarding subscription model. So for uh, vernacular media, most of the consumers are mostly belonging to the lower socioeconomic classes who don't have in the who don't prefer online transactions online transactions and more and therefore how do you plan to bridge that gap that even if they want to pay for something how are you going to get this subscription money 
Okay, I think there are two questions right there. So I think first question, do we see uh, vernacular media investing in reporting outside that particular state, right, roughly? Uh, also stepping into national uh, terrain and reporting about uh, national issues, number one, and two, I guess inclusive models of subscription. Do you think it's unviable because the vernacular user at, won't pay at scale and it'll be too exclusive? Um, anyone want to take that? See, what I think is for a place like ABP, ABP won't do it because we, have, we already have people uh, everywhere. So if, uh, if ABP Nadu wants to uh, report something from Kashmir, they will, ha they will take news from our Kashmir reporter uh, rather than sending someone from, uh, from Chennai. But there, there are places where there are publications that do send people, uh, people out to places to, uh, or have people posted at places to report uh, from there if there is interest. Uh, in that uh, interest in news from that area in the particular state. Yeah, I would like to add, uh, we are already uh, doing this uh, to a larger extent uh, where we have reporters, as I said, 80% of our content are written by our own editorial team. And in fact, one other thing what we are also doing is we have NRI reporters too. Mm. So we have a couple of reporters in Singapore, we have few reporters in uh, USA, Canada. So wherever we have a reasonable crowd, so they also give us some community-based content and also give us an article, something where, which is of importance of our Tamil people. So that's actually a way forward. And another thing I would like to counter you is, uh, uh, it's not that uh, vernacular readers are not affluent or not uh, not the spenders. Uh, what we have seen, the growth that we have seen now is they are more than affluent to do spend yeah, I think digitally it's a mix, too. Right? I, mean, I don't think language user means um, a socioeconomic class that's lower. Of course, it's inclusive of those users, but not all. One last question. I have two questions. Uh, first question is to Durga. Uh, <clears throat> how do I? I run a newspaper back in Guwahati, Assam. That's from where I've come to attend the Media Rumble. So how do I, as a hyper-local media publication, partner with Google so that I can fast-track my subscription revenue journey? That is one brand plugin, something that you can help me out with. Uh, the second question is to Manish. Uh, for the queue, how important was it, uh, or how important is it for you to uh, identify the right price point? Or do you just identify a price point and then get to making it better? A, how have you identified the price point? And B, or do you just want people to pay for news? Or do you also want them to get additional fringe benefits as a part of the subscription that they pay for? My first question, you know, Gunjan is over there. Gunjan, raise your hand. Please talk to Gunjan. She'll help you. Um, she leads all our efforts with digitals and startups, digital natives at startups. Uh, I'm going to take a stab at answering this because we work with about 50 publishers who are running reader revenue experiments of different kinds. Um, people are trying everything, right? Because I don't think anyone has um, cracked this at scale, barring four or five organizations who began subscription first, right? Ken is an, a good example where they're doing events, they do podcasts, and they do their core subscription product, right? Uh, News Laundry is a good example where they are trying 
uh, a bunch of things, right? To keep their loyal readers, word of mouth, lots of uh, different ideas that Chitranshu and team are working on. Um, and then there are the larger players, right? Where you already have about five to seven million people coming to your website every day and you're trying to figure out what is that premium experience, right? Uh, either via content or no ads or events or bundling with something else. I think all those experiments are going on, right? Whether it's Economic Times, Money Control, um, you know, Vicaton, who's another publisher. Uh, there are lots of efforts that are happening that are pretty innovative across the board. Again, happy to share ideas with you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks, everyone. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.